a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Um, we'd like to issue a content warning for sexual assault. We do briefly touch on it. We also talk about drugs, sex and violence. So if you're not up to hearing those things talked about, then maybe you just wait for next week's episode. Hi. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to Required, Required Reading. Reading. I'm Charlie. And I'm Amy. And we are two unqualified Otago students. And in this podcast, we discuss books and sometimes their adaptations, mostly so we can avoid our uni work. In this episode of Required Reading, we are breaking down all 12 Cherub books by Robert Muchmore. We're talking about our favourite and least favourite, how James is a douchebag, alternative book titles, and as always, girl bosses. P.S. Make sure to stick around next week for part two. Um, so, hi everyone. This episode is probably going to sound a little different. Yes, but crazy. It's a little bit crazy. Um, we're not in our normal recording studio. We're in my bedroom. We're in Amy's bedroom uh, today, and we're recording on our phones, and our phones... Are covered with cat socks. Covered with cat socks, um, because we saw this online, and... Let's hope this works. And we're sluts for crisp audio, so yeah. we, we can't let you have some crusty, dusty file. We tried the AirPods and we says, no, no, that does not sound right. So now we're trying this method. Hopefully it, it works and it's not too jarring for yep. everybody listening. Um, but yeah, we're working with what we can and we still wanted to bring you mm-hmm. a nice podcast. Yeah. Uh, this week. Are you so, kind of excited about this one? Yeah, yeah. So today... We are talking about the iconic yeah. series. Yeah. Formative, if you will. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. So, of course, we're talking about Cherub. Cherub. Oh. oh, my God. And that's Cherub in capitals, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may not have translated in no, the no. way that we said it. So, it's more like, Cherub! Cherub! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the last episode, we t- we said that we were going to be talking about Owe uh, on today's mm-hmm. episode, but... We've slightly changed up the order only because we wanted to make sure that we did OA correctly. And we really got it right. We love the book so much. Yes, exactly. And so we just needed a little bit more time yeah. to prepare for that episode. So sorry about switching up the order on everybody, but I'm sure you, you don't mind. Also, in lockdown, we just needed some... We needed a fun episode. Exactly. We needed a fun episode. And you know what? What's more fun the ch- than children's spies? Children's spies, spies. Okay. <laughs> and sex. So much sex. My, this series had an absurd amount of sex, considering it was about that they were what twelve to fifteen for most yeah. of the series. Yeah, absolutely. And every time I say that we're doing this series, like people are like, "What have you got in the pipeline this season?" And I go, "Oh, well, we might have cherub." And people go, oh, "That was my sexual <laughs> awakening." God, it was. Such a they were sexy, sexy books. Yeah, not all of them though. No, I always think of them as like super sex ridden. Yeah, but then going through like each book chronologically in preparation for this episode, I realized that the sex only began in book eight of twelve. But there's a lot of talking about how fit the birds are. You know, yeah, there's a lot of boob talking. There's a lot of humping. There's a lot of kissing. Um, a lot of cheating. So, so much, much cheating. cheating. Everyone cheats on everyone. I really, really, really genuinely thought as a as a ten year old reading these books, I said, God, high school and uni, crazy, everybody's gonna be cheating on everybody. And humping. And I don't I don't really have that many friends that have been cheated on. No, no. But also, like, 
The humping. The hum- <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back to the humping. They do so much of that. And that's like, it's very clearly shown as like a prelude to the sex. Yeah. In later books. I don't, did you hump? No. No. N- me neither. There was other things occurring, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but not humping. <laughs> Oh my god! Just so cognizant of the fact that my family listens, <laughs> but I am curious about these books. There's a lot of dry humping, but there's no other, let's say, pre-sex activities. No, and I just think that they're very interesting books, mm. and I would really like. I mean, I haven't reread them since I was a te- a tween, if yeah, you will. Me neither. Um, but I kind of want no, to I because I feel like there's actually going to be a lot of scenes that I find uncomfortable reading. To be honest, we'll get into this a little later. But I read Cherub every um, business year per annum, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of talk about sex, and there's a lot of like sex that occurs but the camera always moves promptly away okay well that's good it's very much a cut to and then afterwards like yeah we totally fucked you know but i think the thing that is weird is the amount of hey look at that 14 year old girl's huge jugs massive tits yeah you know yeah that stuff is also quite weird and i can never quite get past the idea that like an adult man wrote that you know in his mind he was like i'm going to have a character with a 13-year-old girl with massive tits. But to be honest, we are, like, viewing the whole world through a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know? I, I think it's just, like, the fact but that it, it's it an... But it is a bit weird. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is probably fairly realistic. I mean, I've never been a straight man I've child, never but... been a straight man <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure that they think about boobs a lot. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, these books... It was okay when I was a teenager. It was Cherub, yeah, Percy Jackson, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. I feel like that's it. Yeah, for me. they were the they were the big ones. They were the trio. Yeah. And so you can guess what we're doing next season. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly, <laughs> we will talk about Harry Potter. It's, yeah, yeah, there's a will. lot to say. We will. Um, yeah. When I was talking to my brother about, I said, "What did you?" what do you think of Cherub? And he says, skins with spies. And I wholeheartedly agree. He could not be more wrong. <laughs> Sorry, more right. <laughs> um, because, like, you watched Skins, didn't of you? Of course. Of course. Did you watch it at an inappropriately young age? Of course. Yeah, Everybody of course. does. Everybody does. <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's kind of like euphoria in that you set yourself up for... These expectations that you will have mm. in high school. Yeah. That never, no. never happen. My high school might have been the tamest high school, any, like my experience that is, might have been the most tame experience ever. I know yours was a bit different. Mine was a little bit more frisky, but n- never on the level of Skins, Euphoria, or even Cherub. Yeah. Okay? Um, and okay, I would also like to say, mm-hmm. this is a terrible thought. Yeah. Oh. Parents, I Dead. love you so much. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. You're great. And I'm so thankful that yeah, my yeah. parents are well and, and healthy. thriving. Yeah, good for you. But also when I was 12 and I was reading these books, I, I slightly like, wanted you to die. die. <laughs> so I could go to Cherub. I said, take me to an orphanage. Find me. Some, I need someone to find how brilliant I am and yep. take me somewhere in the middle of England and teach me to be a spy so I can have sex and do drugs yep. and 
read dossiers, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, and and I know, I know that I would actually be a, I would have been a terrible spy. There's oh, no yeah, way I, that. Have you seen me try and lie? I simply don't. See, I could. I, could, no, I don't know how. I could do the lying. I couldn't do. I couldn't do the befriending of random people. Oh, me That's neither. The thing that, with my so social many, anxiety, crippling. But so many of the <laughs> missions are like done. just go become friends with people, and I go, ooh, no. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> okay. Not for me. Yeah, fair enough. So I think that's why I wouldn't be a cherub agent. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so before we... We kind of wanted to run down all 12 of these books. Because mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you're probably like us and that you read it about 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. And you're like, I kind of vaguely remember that they were iconic and amazing, yeah. but I don't really remember what happened. Well, maybe not like us, maybe like you. Because you're normal <laughs> and you're not me and you don't have... Normal is a strong word to describe I, me. I know that I seem like I read highbrow um, literature, if you will, and I do now. But there was two solid years, at least two solid years, where I remember having this conversation with my brother and I said, what's the point trying to read new books? I already have Cherub. I have Percy Jackson, I have The Mortal Instruments, and I have Harry Potter. You what know, more could you want? Why would what I? More could literally, you want? I've read the literature in the world. I'm not trying anything else. So I just read them in succession, round and round and round. As you should. And then every exactly. now and then you try out another book and you go, you know what? This is not as good. Why would I even I mean, just I, give up? I broke free of those two years and I went, whoa, holy shit, there's other stories? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god! But I still—they are my comfort books. Yeah. Like if I if I need to get out of a slump, I'm picking up Maximum Security. You oh know? god, I'm that is the up, best one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually the not the one that I think is the best one, but we'll get into that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we sort of dive in, yeah, should we go through like a little fun fact? Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like I'm. Because we're not in the studio. I feel cold. Yeah. I feel really cold. I, I don't feel, feel ready. I feel tight. I f- I'm not I feel ready shy. for this. I'm, I feel shy. In I'm my shy. own bedroom, in the comfort of my I feel own like home, I haven't seen I'm you in a long shy. time, yeah. even though we've been locked down together for 10 days straight. Yeah. And I just think that we need to warm ourselves up. <laughs> yeah. We need to warm ourselves up yeah. with fun facts. Mm-hmm. So my fun facts, I've got two. I'm yeah. not going to lie, but okay. they're kind of related. Well, that's good you've got two, because I don't have any. I have a fun <laughs> anecdote. When are you going to give us a fact that is fun. You've given us two times. The two last episodes you've given us just facts. Not fun. And now you've given us a fat, a fun anecdote. anecdote. <laughs> so for, surely surely for the season finale next time, you give us a fun fact. I could be persuaded. Okay. But maybe I'll give you an incredibly dry, boring fact next episode. Gosh, you always keep us on edge. We on never know what you're going to do next. But anyway, so my... Okay, so my first do you want to do one fact. fun fact? I'll do my anecdote, and you can round it off. If my anecdote it falls flat, if it's a flop, <laughs> so it's a flop. Falling I'll flat do the flop. Other one. <laughs> Falling full flat flop flop. <laughs> okay, off you go. Okay, so the recruit, which is the first of the cherub mm-hmm. books, um, so it was you know hugely popular. Was released in a number of languages, but mm-hmm. sometimes when it was translated, yeah, the the, they, the translators thought. I'm going to change the title. Yeah. Okay. So these are just some of my favorite titles mm-hmm. that we've got from The Recruit. In German, it was called Top Secret, The Agent, <laughs> which just sounds like 
such a cheap ripoff of like Cherub or James Bond Top or like Secret, the agent. Top Secret. The agent. I've heard terrible. That it was before it was called the recruit, called A Hundred Days in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which just kind of makes me think of that. You know that movie, One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours. Yeah, where makes me James think of Franco that. cuts off his own arm. Yeah, and I feel like Cherub is quite different it. to that. Yeah. <laughs> well. well. <laughs> okay, my this is this is funny because I yeah. actually have no idea where they got this title from like i can't even think oh what it means God. but in the chinese version of the recruit mm-hmm. it's called angry castle <laughs> <laughs> like what does that mean see the thing is it's angry i get it there's like feelings that occur yeah. castle where there's no castle there's no castles at all angry castle angry castle <laughs> so bizarre and then also in danish it's called Firebirth, <laughs> which is, again, just bizarre. It sounds like a fantasy book. Yep. Just doesn't sound like the Fire recruit. Birth. That but... sounds like my brother used to, he was really into dragons, as yep. I think a lot of Most young, young boys, boys are. are. Yep. And he would call them all, like, Firestorm and Ice Fury. Yes. And he would definitely call one Firebirth. As he as he should. But why is it called Firebirth if it's it's spies? It sounds like the fourth Aragon book. So okay, can you go, take us through your fun anecdote, Amy? Okay, so my anecdote has to do with the first time that I was introduced to Cherub. Uh huh. And so to set the scene, Hong Kong, two thousand and nine. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Gosh. <laughs> My dad, who's a doctor, was at a conference yeah. and he brought us all along and we were staying in a single room, all four of us. Okay. Gosh. Um, And it was lovely and we had a fantastic time. And we, we were given a special amount of special allowance that we were allowed to use in Hong Kong. And I think it was maybe like 80 or or $100, which was <laughs> a lot God, for a nine-year-old. So yeah. And so we go to these markets where um, they have, like, it's like factory offshoots from the, the the Chinese factories, which now I feel very bad about. But you were but nine? I was nine. Yeah. Um, And it was a kind of a different time. We didn't really think about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was nine. I'm, I just Let's feel bad. Let's move on. Okay. It's okay. You're, you were nine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's okay that you weren't getting into the I geopolitics of I had, factories. I bought a vintage abacus because I thought it would help me with my severe maths problems. It did not. Um, <laughs> and I wanted some silk pajamas. God, you have not changed since <laughs> you were nine. <gasps> and I also bought. A diesel crossbody bag, okay, a satchel, if you will, <laughs> and some graphic tees. Gosh, you got a, you made that money work for you. Absolutely, I did. You got but a lot. then, okay, we're getting on a bus. Yep. We're going to see the Jack Jacks, which are the the ancient kind of boats with the red sails. Oh uh, yes, I know the and ones. And we're on this bus. We're going, and I've got my bag of goodies, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is the shit!" And Mum goes, "Oh my god, this is our stop!" And we're in these double decker buses, and yep. so she's like, "No, no, no, we have to get off now." And so we we're running, we're running off the bus. We get yeah, off the yeah. bus, we <sighs> look around. We go, and Mum goes, "Oh, we are not in the right place. We're about <laughs> twenty minutes away from the right place, and that was the wrong bus." And I go. Oh my god, my staff. You leave all your stuff on, on the bus. bus. And so I'm crying and mum's oh. like dragging me through Hong Kong trying to find the right bus. We can't remember what bus we've been on, so like we can't get the stuff back. Oh. And I'm beside myself. I am having an absolute time of it. And I'm 
just bawling my eyes out and we get back to the hotel and I'm inconsolable. I'm like, not my silk pajamas <laughs> and my abacus. My abacus. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my room feeling really sad and Seamus goes, this is bringing the tone down. Vibes off. Terrible. Yeah. hate it here. He goes, what can I do? And he has just finished as a, thir- as a 12-year-old. He's just finished the first cherub. And he goes, Amy reads, so maybe we'll just just give, give it, it to her. And I read it, I inhaled it. Yeah. And Who then didn't? Seamus wanted to, me to really note the fact that one, it cheered me up so much that I mm. was a little annoying, but two, so much that then later in the evening we dressed up as Neo and Trinity from the Matrix. I have to find those photos. How did you even have that stuff with you? We just had little sunglasses and we were black. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think actually the curtains must have been black or something. We wrapped uh, them around ourselves. I see. I see. Um, I've got to find those photos. Gosh, is there anything better than when you're like a young tween between the ages mm-hmm. of like nine and, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, 16, 15? Yeah. And you can just inhale I like nothing it. else. Because you don't have like a laptop, you don't have no. any other way to really entertain yourself apart from a book. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're sneakily and doing at night. And they're so easy. They're, they're so, so easy, easy to, to read. Write and so quick. The yep. plot is so easy to follow. And, and I just was, exciting. I fell into this world and I yep. was like, this is amazing. And it brought me back from my absolute stupor, my, my, the depths of my despair, if you will. Rock bottom. Rock bottom as a nine-year-old. Um, so was that anecdote somewhat fun yeah that was fun okay I'm, good you know i liked that anecdote thank you um would you like to hear my final fun fact yeah i would so this is also to do with um titles <laughs> uh this is something that robert muchmore the actual yeah. author came up with so the class a is the second book mm-hmm. in the yeah, series yep. and it was originally going to be called drugs cars and guns <laughs> <laughs> Sex, <laughs> pussy, money, blowjobs, cocaine, and murder. Like cash, gear, and chips. Like, what is that for a, a book geared towards twelve-year-olds? Like, what is that? Girls, food, gear, <laughs> porn stars, prostitutes, and hookers. Like, <laughs> what is this? murder, homicides, manslaughter? <laughs> Like, seriously. (laughs) Knives, bombs, and guns. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just can't get past it. It's so funny. It's it's a good title. (laughs) It's a good title. Just real weird and so violent. Drugs, cars, and guns. (laughs) Drugs, cars, and guns, bitch. Pew, pew, pew. You know? Pew, pew, pew. Like, 12-year-old boys would love that title. Absolutely. My goodness. Oh, that was good. I feel loose now. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like we've actually really explained what cherub is yet. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> we just we just got away. We we've got, kind of just assumed that people know what loose. it is. Yeah. Okay. So cherub, it's um, it's, this is the first series. There's mm-hmm. been multiple series of cherub, but there's we're only focusing two, on the first one because there's also the yeah. Henderson's boys, and I'm not uh, talking about yuck. that. Um, so there's twelve books in the original yeah. series, and. The essential premise is that you know about the CIA, mm-hmm. you know about the FPI, you know the about FPI, FPI. Okay. federal penis investigation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! <laughs> FBI, um, MI five. Yeah. Okay, you, we get it. Yeah. Um, 
But then there's, the, there's another intelligence agency Co-cherub. called Cherub, mm-hmm. and it's all filled with orphans um, orphans. between the ages of 12 and 17. And the yeah. idea is like you would never suspect a child to be a fully trained spy. So, yeah, yeah. children's you wouldn't, spies. You wouldn't expect a, you wouldn't a expect, child to be a spy. No, exactly. And so kind of each book follows our main characters, James and his little sister Lauren, as they, and, you know, their quirky group of friends. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they're not that quirky. No, they're not. They're, they're ca- pretty plain. They're basic, they're basic, plain, boring group of friends. <laughs> basic spies. <laughs> yeah. And as they, you know, complete missions yeah. and also, like, develop interpersonal relationships with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, romance, yeah. sex, sex but drugs, such- cars, pussy and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, essentially, your parents die, right? You're in an orphanage. They go, they look smart and, and interesting and, and resourceful. Yeah. Let's make them into spies and so they go off to this kind of boarding school but they live there all year round and then they get sent out on missions on the missions on the missions but I would like to say yeah. there is something that is quite weird Yeah. so when James got first got mm-hmm. um, initiated brought in brought in recruited well he had to kill the chicken when he is got recruited no no like so he's in the orphanage in the yeah. first book and he gets drugged. Yeah, he does. And then he wakes up fully naked <laughs> yeah. in his room. Yeah. And that's I reckon bizarre. that's real weird yeah. and bizarre. Yeah. Why are they stripping the 12-year-old boy down? Why was that necessary? Just keep him in his clothes. Well, because if he was wearing his clothes, he wouldn't be able to see properly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Lockdown has changed you. <laughs> so... We'll start we've start with kind the of, first book. So, so that's, the, the, that's the general premise. So, I've, I mean, I've already started talking about kind of the plot of the first book. We're starting with The Recruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is iconic. So it shows James, who is our main character, mm-hmm. and he's joining Cherub after his mother, unfortunately, passes away. Mm-hmm. He has to undergo this grueling undergrow? 100... Undergo. <laughs> undergo. What did I say? Undergo. <laughs> He has to undergrow. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Benjamin buttoning, if you yeah. will. <laughs> yeah. He has to Benjamin his button all the way up to Cherub. Okay, he's secretly 82. <laughs> no, he's not. For anyone listening who's reading the books, that was a joke. joke. For the purposes of funniness. Yeah, for the purposes of us. <laughs> so he has to undergo this basic training, and it is, it's brutal. Yeah. Can't remember really what they do. I remember they get dropped off in the forest, yeah. in like the jungle, and I think Malaysia. Yeah. And they're like... And they like figure out how to survive. Out how to be alive. And, and these these little twelve year old kids are like. And there's snakes okay. and shit. Yeah. And there's no water, and. They literally almost die multiple times. Yeah. And he is going through basic training with Kerry Chang. Kerry Chang, who is a girl boss. Mm. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> later. She. I have things to say. I have things to say about the female characters in general. In these books, okay, there's yeah. something to be said, but Lauren is the girl boss oh, abs- of the world. We're getting the house, ahead of ourselves. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Okay, so mm-hmm. he go- undergoes this 100 days of basic training where he does meet, meet Carrie Chang, who's going mm-hmm. to, who is a major character in the series, before yeah. going on his first mission with his hot swimming teacher, Amy. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and they Amy's. have to stop an anthrax attack yeah. at an oil conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to bring up two things. Yeah. First thing yeah, yeah. is in that opening chapter, okay, he has 
assaulted someone at school. Well, yes, he he assaults his bully, Samantha. Yeah, fuck her though. Yeah, but she then was. Then he does slam her into a wall, and then her face gets cut open with a rusty nail. To be fair, he didn't know the nail was there. No, that is true. Exactly. He, but he did also push over his teacher. He didn't need to do that. To he Mrs. didn't need Boot, to do if that. You will also. What a strong twelve-year-old boy. I know. To be able to push well, no over a full-grown woman. Him. Yeah, I can. I understand it. Maybe she was frail. Fragile. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> That's not my, my my question is. Later he gets punched, right? Yeah. And then there is this scene which every person that I've asked about Cherub has gone, oh my God, where he pees blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pees blood. And I remember being like, that is going to be one of those things that is a problem in my adult life. You know, peeing blood, quicksand, scorpions. Um, snakes in my boots. Snakes in my boots. Uh, yeah. Uh, invisible poisons that you can't taste. Yes. All of these things I really thought would come into my day-to-day life. They Not just once haven't. have. I've never no. seen a scorpion. Not once. You know? I, apparently they're actually really boring and slow and don't really do much. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently they're just like... Stand there. It's the same as quicksand. Can't swallow you up. You just kind of get stuck. Where is it? It was the quicksand. Where is quicksand? Where would I find it? Is it in New Zealand? There's some in New Zealand. Where? I have no idea. <laughs> I swear I've seen a... I, I'm sure my mum has sent me a video of how to get out of quicksand. She would she send would. that. She would. She would send that. And yeah. so I'm pretty sure it was like maybe in the Coromandel, maybe in the Raglan or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Cape To the bluff? Could be literally Could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. Could be anyone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's like the yeah. first book. The, the the mission in this book is very minimal. Yeah. It's the last third. It's all it's about setting up the world. Yeah, setting exactly. Setting up um, how cutthroat the world is. Yes. Um, and how brutal. And like, let, just to put this in, into perspective, James is trying to stop this... Uh-huh culty, hippie movement mm-hmm. thing. and Scary environmental terrorists. Yeah, eco-terrorists from, like, committing a mass murder terrorist yeah. attack on With a conference. anthrax. Do you know what anthrax is? No idea. It's, like, the most, the baddest one. No! It's, like, the worst one. It's you like don't the say. the worst one. And you remember how they were going to get it in there? On a remote control cold car. Oh, my God. <laughs> On a remote controlled car. God, I do. That just. These missions are intense. And do you remember how he had that girlfriend from school that he would talk to on the bus and then um, he would go and sit on her bed and they would do kissing? He has 80 million girlfriends. He really does. We'll talk about how we hate James later, don't worry. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's the first book. We've got a lot to get through. Yeah, we need to to kind of get. So. Drugs, cars, and guns. <laughs> Just kidding. This one's class A. <laughs> Drugs, cars, guns, pussy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, inclusivity. Anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. So, Drugs, Cars, and Guns <laughs> follows James on his second mission. James and his friend Kerry, Kerry he went through basic training with, yep. Yep. are sent on a drug mission with yeah. um, other characters Kyle who's a bit older and Nicole who is only described as fit being a fit bird this is a running theme in absolutely the women are fit birds and not much they are else. either fit birds or evil villains absolutely nothing else. nothing else and so they're sent to infiltrate Keith Moore ga- Keith Moore's gang if you will it's called KMG okay I would just like to bring this up now 
I thought we can talk about it later. I, I just need to... I, it's brought up something within me and, and, uh, and anger. <laughs> the use of yeah. anagrams. Is that what they're called? Amagrams? Mammograms. They're not... <laughs> <laughs> Acronyms. Acronyms. <laughs> Anagrams. <laughs> Scrabble. Seriously. <laughs> okay, but the, the the use of acronyms in KMG. these books what is scary, fucking scary shit. Thing. Yeah. Like AFM Animal um, Federation Militar. They're if just you will. they're literally just descriptive. Cherub. They're not a name. It's just Keith Moore's gang. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is the worst name for a gang ever? Who's scared of a Keith Moore? What about GTG? What? Got to go. <laughs> See, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. You that know? would be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's other, there's worse outcomes that come later, but Anyway, <laughs> they're accompanied by, so each mission has to have a mission controller. Yeah. And in this case, they've got two of them because there's four kids. And yeah. there's Zara, who we stand and Ewart. We don't, I get, he seems like he'd gaslight you. Do you think it's Ewart or Ewart? 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 I always said Ewart. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it's more fun to say Ewart. Um, but I feel like it would be yeah. Ewart. And so they're playing suburban families yeah. out in kind of the WAPs, and the children are delivering cocaine. Yeah. 12 year old children. <laughs> Zero to 100. <laughs> yeah. Nicole starts going out with Keith Moore's son, Junior, and then she does so much coke that she almost dies. Yes. And she gets expelled. And then pretty much they find out lots of things. I don't really remember. But they go to California and then James literally kills a man. He does kill a man. Does kill a man. Yeah. Died dead. Shot in the chest. 12-year-old boy kills man. Yeah, exactly. And is expected to deal with it. Also, mm-hmm. I just think it is completely outrageous that Nicole... Yeah. A child... Is getting kicked out is for getting doing kicked cocaine. out for making her join a cocaine smuggling ring. Ring, yeah. And then her basically then being peer pressured out. into snorting cocaine. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you do that to how us? literally dare you? We're going to throw you back out on the street. Get out of here. Fucking bitches. And the book closes with James and Kerry, who have been very kind of flirty friends, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also kind of they hate each other, but it's sexy. You know, yeah, now yeah, they've started is. dating. But we mm. do have to remember that they are 13. They are young, youthful. That's right. for sure. They, they start humping pretty soon after. They, they do, though. <laughs> okay. Next up, we've got book number three, Maximum Security. Now, this is a lot of fa- people's favorite book. Mm-hmm. Well, you provide evidence for that statistic. Reddit. Really? Yeah. There was on Reddit. We'll get to Reddit rabbit hole later but yeah, yeah. there was a lot of tear rankings mm-hmm. there there was a trend obviously in the cherub reddit community you know a few months ago where they were all tear ranking yeah and maximum security was right up there what was but what was next it was i would say the top three that everybody seemed to love was mm-hmm. recruit maximum security divine madness and brigands mc was very some people loved it some people hated it it was such as the best one we'll get to it we'll get to it okay maximum so we've got maximum security Wait, yeah. Now, this is where James goes on a mission with his sister, Lauren, and the bad boy, Dave. Dave is sexy and hot. Sexy, hot. S- he's an older everyone. agent. He's like yeah. 17 and he's just and like And there's a rumor sexy. he got someone pregnant. Like, <laughs> he's just like bad boy. But anyway, yeah. okay, so they're going into this prison. Dave gets injured and is out of the book for the rest of the time. So this is Lauren's first, first mission. mission. Yeah. Um, so she's just finished basic training in the book prior, I believe. No, no, in the start of this book. At the book. start of this book, yeah. yeah. And... 
they have to get this kid out to try find his mum and you know they so do his get mom, out his mum is an so, arms dealer is an arms dealer Jane Oxford Jane Oxford what a, also what a badass what a name girl boss girl boss name Jane <laughs> oh, Oxford slaying. Ah! <laughs> um, so yeah they don't know where she is and so they think if they can break out her son who's yes. in prison um, then she'll find she'll get her son to come to her and so yep. they're getting James to break him out so that he can go along with her and Lauren's gonna help pretty smart reasoning to be honest really good reasoning um, and yeah, they go on this, you know, things happen, mm-hmm. goons show up, and they get betrayed. Lauren almost gets choked to death when she's a 12-year-old girl. Oh, that's right. That manages to stab the guy in the neck with yeah. a pen. And there was a motorcycle, I remember, yeah. and they were staying at somebody's house, and they yes, had a they fit were. bird daughter. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> Doesn't everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, there was a lot of things that happened in this book. It was yeah. oh, This one was a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and I can see why a lot of people love yeah. it so much. Um but yeah, moving on to book four. So, book four, The Killing, okay? Kerry and James have been going out all of this time, but he's been cheating on her because he's trash. He is and trash. so Kerry goes, I don't want to be with you anymore. She's like 14. And he goes, I'm going to beat up a child. And so he does. This is a brutal this is opening brutal. to a book. But I think it's kind of good to have a character that does something so horrendous. And then he gets consequences for like half the book. Massive consequences. Such a seems to read through because he's just getting... So essentially he gets banned from literally everything fun for three months. Yeah. And all of his friend group, which is quite big at this point, he's like really popular, ostracize him and don't speak to him at all, freeze him out completely. I, I, and he has to he has to just clean things, yeah. and then he also has to go and see a psychologist to deal with his anger management issues. Such exhilarating reading for a young for child. A <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it is, it is very good to have that in the in the book. I like that he has mm-hmm. actual psychological well, issues. Good character growth, and of course you would if you're literally trained to be well. No, violent. so like it's also it's not even that. Like he's grown up with a mother who is essentially. What is she? She's still She's an she's alcoholic. A, you know, also, she, no, no, but she has that stealing em- empire where she buys and sells things, and also an abusive stepfather. Yeah, and, and Ron, a Ron Onion. Oh my god, Ron Onion. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no, no fucking wonder he's got some behavioural issues. Yeah. and I'm happy to see it dealt with. Like, yeah. he has to go through this strict regime of punishment and anger management. Yeah, psychology. Anyway. I just think that's an interesting aside that they put that in there. Yeah. And so this is why he's he's been sent on these other big missions. So he's sent on this shitty little mission. Literally, it's with da- Hot Dave again. Anyway, so James is sent on a small-scale mission with yeah. Hot Dave yeah. to investigate a mechanic's garage who seems to be making too much money. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm like, are you really going to use these child spies that you're investing millions of pounds into? For a mechanic. For what, like, tax fraud? What were you looking for? Well, we'll see, okay. And so, um, James just kind of hangs out and is kind of making friends with the children of these mechanics. Yeah. And he gets a new girlfriend called Hannah, and it's, like, he's having a really blissful time, um, and he's kind of doing a lot of thinking and self-reflection. It's very nice. Then he gets assaulted by a police officer. Change of pace, if you will. And he's talking to his girlfriend about this this police officer assaulting him. And she goes, yeah, my cousin died, and I think he killed him. And James is like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this mission just became bigger. And so essentially, he fi- so Hannah gives him 
Will's old laptop, which he, like, dismantles and cleans and reboots. And I remember yeah. there being worms in the engine for some reason. And I'm, I'm not sure if that's true, but it was very vivid in my brain. How did he, how did he restart a laptop with worms in it? I don't, well, he had to do thorough cleaning, if you see. <laughs> but I remember there kind of being some chopped up worms in the fan or something. Oh, my God, yeah. But I don't really know if that's true. Maybe I just fever dream, if you will. Who knows? Anyway, so he gets onto this laptop and he yeah. finds out that the mechanics actually have been robbing things. Yeah. And they've... Robbed a casino and several times upwards of like two million pounds. Yeah, which is why they're doing so well. And he finds out that the police officer is not only in on this situation, but he recruited Will to do it too, to be a hacker. And then he killed him, a child. This, okay. This was probably my least favourite book. Yeah, it was fucking boring. Um, I thought the but plot was, was convoluted. Mur- As my Scottish crime fiction professor would have said, a murder? There was a murder. <laughs> can't do Spanish. Um, Spanish? I can, I can do Spanish. Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this, this book, the plot was convoluted and... I just didn't vibe with it. Look, we don't need to say much more. Let's move on. No, let's move on. So we've now got Divine Madness. This was one of my favourites. This was one of the... Ob- objectively, this was one of the best. Yeah. Because there were, there was the stakes layers. were high. There were layers. Yeah. There was character development. Mm-hmm. This was iconic, if you will. This so, was the moment. This is the moment. She is the moment. Now, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, James gets sensed sent to Australia mm-hmm. with Lauren and Big Boob Dana. <laughs> okay, I would like to... Yeah, we'd like to... I'd like to interject and yeah, yeah, say yeah. that we're only referring to Dana as Big Teddy Dana. Because... <laughs> because that's all of her character development. She's kind of thrown in in Divine Madness as this kind of... Um, not like the other girls... Busty, 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 bitchy, blonde, bitchy, but like quirky, but also random. Also, she reads Lord of the Rings, and, and she's, she's like, like geeky, cool, emo. you yeah. know. And but basically, the only thing that we really learn is that she's got massive. Jugs, it's mentioned huge every tits. time she's mentioned. Every time, like Dana's Dana crying into the room, about witnessing a, wor- a murder, and her ample bosom is jiggling. <laughs> They would not say ample bosom. No, but you see what you I mean. You read a lot of Jane Austen. Shut up. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, they are sent to infiltrate a cult called the Survivors mm-hmm. in the Outback. Yep. Um, and a lot of stuff goes down while they're Essentially, out there. Essentially, they just have to be indoctrinated. Indoc- oh, my God. They have to be indoctrinated into the cult. And there's, yep. like, this whole brainwashing mechanism mm-hmm. to... to keep everybody there and and the children in the school are the, like literally just abused there's there yeah. is so many people here by the way like this is a big cult right and yeah they, like they hundreds use... and hundreds and hundreds of people yeah fact check that <laughs> don't know how where am i gonna check that no but there's enough that there's like it's an like a airplane town. hangar yeah it's a town it is like a town so so Dana, and, and, Dana and James kind of get split up, yeah, for a little bit. And Dana views two, like, of the Australian intelligence officers get killed by yeah. the. Well, she's sent on a people. different mission by the survivor to the survivors to blow up some oil tankers. Yes, and while she's on this mission, she is kind of completely by herself, mm-hmm. and she's like fifteen. Yeah, and this is her bad bitch moment. This yeah. is she. She says. Okay. She beats up all these people and she stops the blowing up, but then, like, 
a girl Eve who was her own mm-hmm. age ends up drowning. Yeah, it's she's what she literally has witnessed like five people's death at this point. There's a lot of death, and in it's this like book. quite a like a game changing. Although James did kill a man in the second book, yeah, this is kind of like a, a turning point in the in the series where the stakes seem a lot a lot higher. It's no longer fun hijinks with drugs, guns, and cars, and sex. And sex. <laughs> but it's like. People are actually dying. Yeah. And this is life or death situation. They're on, like, real missions now because they're growing up. Yeah. You know, they're going through puberty. Anyway, let's get back to the survivors. So so we have James and Lauren, and they are hanging out in the survivors, trying to figure everything out. And they meet my favourite man's... Rat. Rat. <laughs> so they meet Rat, and Rat is immune to, like, the brainwashing he's, mechanism. He's the son of the lead... Leader man. The lead cult man. Yeah. What are they called? I can't remember, but I remember that his daughter's called the Spider. Yeah, she is. She's crazy. Yeah, she's love bad. her. She's um, a girl boss. And basically, what happens but is the rat's just the... smart and quirky and funny, and he's like, "Fuck this! It's all stupid." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he's immune. Yeah, so he's just great. Yeah. And the lead cult man drops dead. He dies. Yep. And the whole cult goes, ah! "What do I do now?" And the yep. spider like leads up and then all of the the Australian security intelligence mm-hmm. service officer men um, <laughs> you are struggling um, they they come in and they're like we're gonna bomb it we're gonna kill no, no, everybody. No, that's not at all what happens. Yes, it is. They want to come in and they're wanting to launch an attack on the survivors. No, and the survivors... I thought they were trying to get the people out, and then and the survivors were launching the missile, like the the bombs at them. It's both. Oh, so it's it is a. But they whole... know that they have these child operatives in there. I know, I, which oh is why God, it's terrible. Which that. is why they need to get out. So yep. they're like, no, these people are going to fight back, mm-hmm. and they're like, can't. Can't hear you. Shut up. And then there's like a, <laughs> and then there's a massive war. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And James and Lauren are captured and they're thrown in this room with all mm-hmm. of these toddlers and rat and rat and there's like a sadistic person looking after them and they like you know, a like Miss um, Mrs Umbridge. Yeah, Mrs Umbridge type character and they defeat her easy. They 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 thwack her over yeah. the head with a toilet seat. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They take <laughs> the toilet seat off and then they go. <laughs> And then she's like, ah! Yeah, and then James goes, we need to get out of here. And this is Lauren's big heroic... You know, there's a lot of big heroic moments in this Mm -hmm. book. And Lauren goes, no, we're taking these toddlers with us. And these toddlers are, like, drugged up, sleepy. They're like... And Lauren's like... And James, because he's morally bankrupt, is like, let's fucking go. And and Lauren's like, these are babies, and they're going to die. They're going to die here. And so they... So they take them through the sewer system, yeah, which is disgusting. Disgusting. It's fucking one of yours. <laughs> but you know what? It works, and they manage to escape. But yeah. the entire facility it's blown up. It's blown up, including so they save the toddlers. But there's but like, there was hundreds like a whole of children. school there, yeah. and you know, hundreds of people die. Like at the end of this mm-hmm. book, so the mission was a failure. Yeah, basically, absolutely. And but Rat comes back to Cherub, and that's all that really matters. So happy ending. So, yeah. So this yeah. is definitely the book that really was like, no, this is serious now, and this is grim. And as twelve year as twelve year old me yeah. read it, I went, God, this is deep. Yeah, I was like, this is serious. I remember being like, <sighs> and Mama was like, Are you okay? And I was like, 
it's like, Mum, you just wouldn't you just understand. Don't understand. You know, like yeah. I just need you to die so that I can become <laughs> I can become a secret operative so that I can save toddlers. You know, you know what I mean? Like you want that for me, don't you? Or at least just like pretend to die, fake your own death, and then I can join. I I remember actually thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I, was like, I don't that. want you to die. I was but like, like, I don't want you to die at all. That is another thing that I thought would be a big thing in life. I thought people would just fake their own deaths. Oh, absolutely. I thought that every time somebody I died. Anyone that's I thought every single time yet. somebody died, everyone would go, but are they really dead? Well, to be fair, but I no thought people would die way more in life. People I feel like this is turning. <laughs> Man continue. versus beast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have an existential crisis about <laughs> the nature of life and death. <laughs> I thought people would die more in general. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Man vs. Beast. Man vs. Beast. Also an average book, to be honest. Yeah. I see what it was trying to do, but I was just bored. But it did introduce Meatball the Dog, and that's all that's that I true. matter. All that I matter, if you will. Yeah. So James, Lauren, and, and Kyle are sent on a, me- me- a mission. <laughs> on, on a mission. <laughs> on, on a mission. Mamma mia, the pizza is delicious. <laughs> <sighs> James, Lauren, and Kyle are sent on a mission to bring down AFM, another great acronym, Animal Freedom Militia, <laughs> an animal liberation terrorist group. Militia. Okay. Militia? Militia. <laughs> oh my god. Militar. Anyway, the vegans have really taken it a step too far in this book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robert Muchmore really said, vegans, watch your back. I'm coming <laughs> for you. There was actually lots of really good discussion about um, the ethics of eating meat in this book. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, I would like. I would definitely like to talk about this sort of stuff later on. Yeah, yeah. So, lots of stuff happens. I didn't. I thought it was all boring. But all the things that were important was that they did save, like, about 100 Lauren and, like, the, the main... They, so, essentially, they get... Zara, who we've had before as a mission controller, has to pretend to be married to this guy who's like a animal liberation pacifist, if you will. A peaceful so, vegan. A peaceful vegan. Yeah. Um, and so that he can get into, you know, the they can infiltrate the, the angry mi- vegans. The militia, if you will. Um, the angry vegans. Yeah, exactly. So Lauren is like left behind on these missions yeah. and like James and Carl are becoming like just anarchist. <laughs> Push word of the day is anarchy. anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Lauren and Ryan, who's the guy that is the pacifist, save these beagle puppies from, uh, like, a a makeup testing facility. And there's, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And they spend all night, like, washing them and and getting them to, like, safety. And then, like, in the morning, they've been up all night washing these dogs. And there's a tiny puppy that's in the driveway. And he's like, where the fuck are all my brothers and sisters? And Lauren's like, oh, my God, you're my angel. And then they embrace. And she goes, I'm going to call you Meatball. (laughs) And then Zara adopts And then Zara him. adopts. And anyway, Meatball's a big part of the rest of the series. Not in any, like, kind of way that's significant, but he's mentioned all the time. Book 8 is a spin-off of Meatball's first mission. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd love that, though. <laughs> I'm passed away. Anyway, the main thing that happens in that book is that AFM kidnap a TV sh- chef and literally torture him live on the internet. <laughs> Black Mirror I'm Who. I'm not laughing Cheryl because it's first. funny. <laughs> exactly. I'm laughing because I'm in shock. 
Anyway, they do this by saying that like the chef has this line of like dishwashing soaps and they, they feed them to animals to see if they die. And so they, they force feed him dishwashing soap and he almost yep. dies. And James and Kyle are like, oh, fuck. And they, so they, they, they break him out and take him to the hospital, if you will, and that's the end of the book. But Zara, who is our favourite mission controller, she has become the chairwoman of Girl, Girl Boss. <laughs> <laughs> she is the chairwoman of Girl, Girl Boss, Boss Nation. <laughs> A.K.A. Jeremy. Girl Boss Nation. She's the first chairwoman ever. So Robert Marchmore said women's rights. He invented feminism, literally. She, he literally did. She did. <laughs> she went there. Okay, quick fire out. We, okay. uh... <laughs> um, we are actually going to take a quick break before we go into the second half of these yep. books to hear about what book UBS is giving away this Eek, week. Exciting. Eek. We are now with Anna from UBS, who is going to talk about this week's uh, giveaway that UBS is doing. So, Anna, yeah, what's the book this week? So the book this week is The Island of Missing Trees, mm. and this is by Elif Shafak. Um, you might recognise her name because she was shortlisted in the 2019 Booker Prize Ooh, really? um, yeah. for 10 minutes and 38 seconds in The Strange World, which was my favourite book. I love that, that book. <laughs> Wasn't it just amazing? So good. So the premise for that book, um, it starts off with a woman who's been found murdered and dumped in a rubbish bin. Oh. And so it references back to the title here. And in the 10 minutes and 38 seconds that it takes for her brain to stop working after her heart has stopped beating, she goes back and explores and experiences all these different tastes and sounds and smells and memories that she's had. And it, it was just such such a different take on, on the way of writing a book. Yeah, it sounds so morbid, but it's really about like the beauty of life and the it little is. moments. Absolutely. And it's actually just a really happy book, not as sad and morbid as it sounds. Indeed, the last yeah, 10 it's, minutes it's of not somebody's like a, life. I'll have to trust you on that. <laughs> yeah. It's not a crime or a psychological no. thriller at all. So um, what's this new book about? So The Island of Missing Trees um, just came out at the start of August, and it's about Kostos, Daphne, and Ada. Um, now, Kostos and Daphne um, are teenagers growing up in Cyprus in the 70s, and this is when there was um, civil war mm-hmm. over there. Mm. So Kostos is a Greek Christian and Daphne is a Turkish Muslim. And so as the conflict builds, tensions develop pretty quickly. And while they're deeply in love, their families reject any idea of them being together. Um, And so the book sort of cuts between, uh, it was 2010 um, where it's currently set Mm -hmm. and back to the 70s in Cyprus. Um, And another really huge main character in the book is a fig tree. Oh, cool. Oh, so she's, she's personified a fig tree. And it's it's it really is just incredible. Wow. Um, the fig tree is, it's, it discusses the war that it's seen because they brought it from Cyprus over to England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's, cool. it's just an exquisite book. That's cool. Gosh, there was a plot twist just in that synopsis. I um, wasn't expecting that. And Alif, I believe, is a Turkish author. She is. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So, um, Prolific as well. Yes, Thankfully. Very famous um, and a beautiful writer. So mm-hmm. if you're kind of interested in expanding your reading horizons and reading different 
authors from different cultures, then this could be a really great book uh, right up your alley. If you're interested in uh, trying to win this book, head over to our Instagram at Required Reading and you could be in the chance to win. Blush go! <laughs> All right, we're back. Thank you, UBS. Okay, so now we're going to go through the second half of the books. And, okay, this is taking a while. Yeah. So let's go quick fire round. Quick, quick fire, fire round. Let's quickly go through these. So we've got book number seven, The Fool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after an MI5 mission goes wrong, James is stuck in Russia and he can't call people know, and he has to escape. There. It's kind of boring. And then he gets, like, framed for stuff. But yeah, that's Lauren's right. mission in this book is... Dark elite, yeah, and elite. She has to infiltrate a human trafficking ring. Yeah, okay. And imagine some... putting these into putting human trafficking into a, a children's book. And at one point, Fantastic. she gets captured by a pedophile. Yeah, she literally does. And then is brutally attacked by him. Yeah, and she fights him off like a girl boss. But like, she's like twelve. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Anyway, she's gonna need. Counseling later. Like seriously, imagine if you actually went through this as a child. That is a trauma upon trauma upon trauma upon trauma. Huge call from you. I know. (laughs) Can't believe my psychology degree has made me so insightful. (laughs) Money well spent. Thank God. (laughs) All right, Amy. What's Mad Dogs about? Mad Dogs. Okay. Two rival drug gangs. We're kind of going back to class A. James yeah. is jumping back in with his old alias after two other t- Cherub agents have been in there and one of them, Gabrielle, is literally stabbed all the way through with a machete. Brutal. I know, and she almost dies. And then I remember there was something about after that they were like, we can't send the children back in. And then Cherub was like, what if we did? <laughs> And they were like, okay, but here you have to, then you have to wear these special hoodies at all times that have been, have, have the diamond, You do you remember the diamond Kevlar vest kind of yes, I do remember. woven thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, fancy. And I remember them being like, don't leave them on the soccer pitch because they're worth like a million pounds. Also, why were these kids not always given that? I know! I know. Anyway, idiots. <laughs> Hold on, Amy. That, yeah. Come on. They were just doing their job. That's true, but, you know, <laughs> it's it bureaucracy at its finest, is it not? Capitalism, am I right, know. ladies? Cog in the machine of capitalism. Okay. So true. One of the biggest things that happens in this book, which I think is kind of an, an interesting way to have done it, is James loses his virginity. But he loses his virginity in a way that, to be honest, he didn't really consent to. And also it was statutory rape because he was under the age of 16 and the person yeah. that he had sex with was older. I think that that is... I think it's important to put in. It's very important, especially to have it as a young boy yeah, experiencing exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah, You know, it's obviously incredibly traumatic and I, do, I don't think that it was as clearly outlined as it could have been in, mm, in yeah. the book. You know, it was sort of brushed over. It was sort of laughed off by, like, when James is explaining, like, what happened to his, like, friends who are boys. Because yeah. he's been obsessed with sex for his entire life. They're all, like, fantastic. fantastic. And he's like, yeah, but, like, I was in the bath and she just got in and, like, I didn't really want... Like, I had a girlfriend and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, classic James cheating on people. Which is true, 
but this is not the same. No. But I think it is actually really important, especially in a book that is written primarily for young boys, to have, I don't know, that experience. Because yeah. I think men are criminally underbelieved about sexual assault. Absolutely. I also thought that it was kind of interesting that he was sort of, he was slut-shamed. Yeah. You know, it was like, you've been obsessed with sex, you keep on cheating. It was victim-blaming. Everybody was like, well, you know, you basically asked for it. You've been, it it was that that sort of dialogue that was happening around this, which is just pretty deep themes to be having in a book aimed for 14 year old boys i think it was a really nuanced discussion which i worry wasn't picked up properly by the people that were reading it i think it's because in a in a book like this you can't have that sort of nuanced discussion it just goes over young boys heads Mm -hmm. you know you kind of have to be a little bit more overt about those sorts of things yeah well i just think which i think is was probably the biggest issue that i had with it Mm -hmm. is like it was laughed off by his friends and i think that in that way, they made it easy for the audience to laugh but it off also. the thing that I thought was really the way that it was handled well is that he, essentially, he's going out with big titty Dana at this yeah. point. And Huge jug Dana. <laughs> Gigantic <to> boobs <laughs> Dana. Jiggly tits. <laughs> anyway, he's going out with Dana and he yeah. gets back from his mission and he's... He's had this relationship with with her where she's like, you're just going to cheat on me. And he's like, no, I really won't. And then, like, this happens. And he's like, look, I'm telling you about it because it wasn't what it seems. Like, I feel... And he's so confused by what has Mm -hmm. happened. And he doesn't know how to make it clear to her that it wasn't really his choice and he didn't want to do that. Yeah. And she, to her credit, which I think is, like, why I think she's kind of the most developed female Female character. character, Even though... And that's not very developed, you know what I mean? She goes, absolutely, that wasn't your choice. Yep. And she goes, she, and she goes, I'm not, we're not breaking up. I'm not breaking up with you. you it, it didn't, it, it's not the same. And she goes, what is important is that you go and get an STI check. Which I was like. Go boss slay. Go boss slay. And Queen. like, it's not ever really addressed again, like this, this no. incident. But I think it's like one of those things that's really. I don't know, it stuck with me, you know? Yeah. I think and at the time, I don't think I scene, saw it this way. That's, I, didn't, I did not look at it this way at the time. But that scene is one of the few that has stuck with me from absolutely. the entire series. Yeah. And I always thought of it as like, an. I thought of Mad Dogs. I even remember exactly the book it was in. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, Mad Dogs was like book number three or four because I remembered it so clearly. Mm-hmm. Not realising it was book eight. Yeah. You know, like, I just yep. think there is a reason why it stuck with me because deep you know, I don't know how deep down I knew, but, like, I was like, that is wrong. Absolutely. And I don't really know if, like, it was Robert Muchmore, the, or the author, I don't know if it was his intention to yeah, yeah. have it come off the way that we responded to it. Yeah. So, we're now up to book nine. Mm-hmm. Lauren is the lead of this book. Mm-hmm. It's about a plane crash that kills a bunch of people, including okay, lovely... It wasn't just a bunch of people. Well, it was a Boeing, like it was a Boeing seven four seven. Hundreds site. of people. Hundreds of you can't call hundreds of people dying. A bunch. A bunch is a vague term. It could a be sprinkle. hundreds. <laughs> a few. <laughs> a, a, a few hundred people, including mm-hmm. lovely Max family, who's one of the handlers. Wait, no, he used to handlers. be. He used to be the chairperson. He did, and then he sta- and then he stood down for Gilboss Slay. Yeah, he retired. Zara, the house down boots. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And Lauren is sent to follow up on a lead from a boy called Fahim, mm-hmm. who called the police and was like, ah, oh, my dad had something to do with it, but I'm squared, so mm-hmm. can't say anything more. Anyway, a whole lot of things happen. The dad is an asshole. Yeah, he, is an, he did actually murder Fahim's mother. Yeah, so he's a total douchebag. Yeah. And he's doing all these evil things that really like point to that, yeah, he definitely has something to do with it. He's an it. evil man. Yeah. And then it's kind of... He gets shot and killed by the Secret Service. Yeah. Right in front of Fahim. Yeah. And it's revealed that actually what caused the plane to crash was parts that the dad had sold to mm-hmm. Boeing. Yeah. And that's why it crashed. And... I don't know. This is just... I mean, James works at a fast food restaurant. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but that that storyline with Fahim is so sad and upsetting. Yeah. And also, right at the end of the book, so Fahim's entire family... It's is been shot and killed. In front shot of and killed. Dead. Died Very dead. traumatic. Yeah. Died dead. Death. And turns out he sleepwalks and sleep talks. And so Cherub goes, oh, we can't, we can't take, take you. you in. Go back out into the street. No, but then, and then Mac takes him in and adopts him. Oh, that's right, Mac does Because all of his families are dead. That is lovely. But also, bring him in. Yeah. Give him to a psychologist. Yeah, take him. He's like a 12-year-old boy. I know. Anyway. I think, I don't know, sleepwalkers never really sat well with me. Yeah. It seemed too racially charged. Sleepwalking? No, no, not... (laughs) No, the kind of Middle oh, Eastern family and the and the planes. <laughs> yeah, it it did, and I also really did not appreciate the fact that it was a plot twist that the Middle Eastern man in fact didn't, didn't cause it. a terrorist attack. Yeah, when they were like, "Oh, whoa, shocking news!" It was actually just faulty parts. You know, like yeah. I just and really at the time didn't appreciate of reading that. It, I was just like, "Oh, fun book," and now I'm like, "That is." Not okay. Not That's okay. Not okay. Like yeah, you yeah. could have done. You literally could have done anything else. Yeah. Anything else, and it's the same. Like I think people would argue that this is him introducing diversity. Yeah. You don't introduce diverse characters using their very harmful stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah, and I just think there's, I don't know, there's a lot of issues with this book in terms of the actual plot, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that the story with Fahim. Is very sad. Yeah, it's really, really sad. Really traumatic. Well, his mother's murdered by his father, and then his father's, it's his uncle's, shot and killed his in cousins, front of him. all shot and killed in front of him. And then he can't even become a super secret spy because he sleepwalks, which is not his fault. And sleep talks. But and he reveals his secrets when he's asleep. He does. Imagine that if you that just revealed awful. all of your secrets while asleep. Well, maybe I do. Would you know? We have shared we a have bed. We have shared a bed. <laughs> Our marriage bit. <laughs> okay, what's book number 10 about, Amy? Honestly, it was really fucking boring, quite frankly. It's called The General. Essentially, they go to America, all the cherub agents go to America to participate in, like, the US Army's doing a training exercise, and the cherub's too, uh, too smart for them, which I, I did like. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and then James gets kicked out because he was doing shenanigans, as he always is. And so him and, like... Um, the lead trainer man. They go to Las Vegas and then they do um, card ca- a card. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> card counting. They do a card ca- counting scam. <laughs> card counting scam. <laughs> they do a card counting scam in yeah. Las Vegas. That's yeah. the entire book. It's boring. Oh, the only thing is, is that so Dana and James have been huge going out jug, this entire big, massive tit huge titty. Dana is now cheating on James. Yeah, and it's just like so lame. And James goes. He's girls like, can cheat girls too. Girls can cheat too. 
And he is How in his they? feels. Yeah. Okay. So they break up. Yeah. Can't so believe you're we, getting to do this one. So now this we have Brigham's MC. Which or is, as I call it, Brigham's. <laughs> Brigham's MC. The 11th book. Penultimate, if you yeah. will. Um, so this is probably the best book, especially in it's retrospect. The best book, yeah. At the time, I don't think that I enjoyed it the most. But upon retrospect, it is the best. I did enjoy it the most. I, I I've read it, it recently as a standalone. It holds up. It absolutely I, holds up. I have absolutely no doubt. So it it follows a completely different character called Dante, yep. and it opens with Dante's entire family being killed. Brutally when he was murdered nine. in front of Brutally him. murdered. By his family friend. Yeah, at the hands of a gang leader called the Fuhrer. Which also, I don't know about a villain being called the Fuhrer. Well, I think that was part of his villainy is that he's an, actually a neo-Nazi. I know, but... Oh, I don't... It doesn't sit well. It's just... You can I don't see know. from our discussion of these books that we deeply love them and they were formative, but we also don't agree with them and we think they're and pretty And you can harmful. tell that they were... You can tell that they were written in the early 2000s. Absolutely, you can. Okay, so... The police have insufficient evidence to convict mm-hmm. the Fuhrer. So he kind of goes and he's living in this orphanage. And yep. then another gang member attempts to murder him by blowing him up. And all of his foster brothers and sisters using yeah. using a toy. Yeah, toy something. Oh my god, poor Dante. And so he is sent to like mm-hmm. this lovely man that had helped him. And then eventually is drugged and sent to Cherub. <laughs> um, <laughs> drugged and stripped naked, thank yeah. you very much. Drugged, stripped naked and sent to Cherub. And then he he, he goes through training yeah. for four years and he's sent on a mission and to infiltrate a, brigands. And yeah. this is where no, James no, so, and Lauren comes in. So the other thing is the reason why he's never come up in the story before is he's only been on one other mission his entire time at Cherub. He's been on this long, long, long mission with just one other handler, which has gone really well. And he's in come, Ireland. In Isn't Ireland, yeah. yeah. And he's come back hot with an Irish accent. <laughs> And, I remember and we that was, love him. And they're all like, God, he's hot, but he's a ginger. That's terrible. Everyone, but every single child in these books is called hot. They're all gorgeous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so Dante is now sent back to Brigham's MC, back to where... His, back to where it all started. Where his family got brutally shot and killed. Yes. Um, but the other thing to mention is that he did save his infant sister, Holly. Holly? Yeah. Saved her. She's Thank such God. a tonic in the later parts of the book. Yeah. Comes in as like a four-year-old and you're like, Holly. But unfortunately, his mother, father... Sister. Sister. Other sister. Brother. All died. Um, so. <laughs> so they go on this mission yeah. and there's a lot of characters and I'm not going to go into that detail because no. who cares but the mission is a failure it doesn't mm-hmm. work out a lot of things happen and it just doesn't work out So, but at the end Dante sneaks into the Fuhrer's house and with he's a, with a gun with a gun and he goes I'm going to kill this man who murdered my entire family because yeah. he's had to pretend for like six months now that he like doesn't know this man he's got his hair dyed he's like Trauma. Yeah. And he... That's on trauma. And he, he's like, I'm going to kill this man. And I'm thinking, go ahead. Yeah. Do I'm, it. Uh, well, and, he's, and he's got this, this... There's a crossbow? No. There's a crossbow sometime. 
<laughs> but no, and one of these books is a crossbow. And like, it's written really well. Like, it's this tension. He's walking through this home that he grew up in as a baby, as a child. Yeah. And trying to find, and he's going out with his daughter actually. Yeah. And he's trying to find this man to kill him. Yeah. And he gets there, and he see, and there's this kind of moment of revelation where, like, he sees the Fuhrer just like st- sitting on his bed or something or, or asleep he's or asleep. something. He's, he's asleep. asleep. And he goes, yeah. it's not even worth it. He goes, this isn't it. actually going to make me feel this any better. This isn't going to make me feel any better. It's not going to bring them back. And wow. <sighs> Chills. Robert much more. At least he could do something He could right. not do much more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh my so God. proud of that. <laughs> good job, Amy. Seriously. Good job. Yeah, so I think it's really cool that they explored Dante's trauma like that. Really cool, really cool. Um, and he's he's a much better character that's not morally bankrupt like James. Yeah, James is trash. Oh, he's trash. Um, and then also on this, yeah, in this book, both James and Lauren cheat because James is back with Carrie. Yeah. So James and Lauren both cheat on their partners again. A lot of cheating in these a lot books, of as you discovered. Mm-hmm. Also, James gets offered to be a stripper. And he is, like, 16. He's on the eve of his 17th birthday. But, yeah. Weird. It's very weird. Okay. Okay, now let's go on to the best book. (laughs) We fucking hate Shadow Wave. (laughs) The last book. Why did it have to end on such a flop? It's such a flop. Um, My notes that I've written down for Shadow Wave is Shadow Wave, four question marks. (laughs) I look, look, I looked at the... Hey, I've got I, posted, more. I posted a meme too. You did. <laughs> I posted a meme. Please, I'll, please perform. I'll perform the meme. So we've got a picture of PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> Relevant for the time period, you know? Relevant for the time period. And we have, you know, the, the big text above the photo and it says, me after reading the first 11 books. You know, these are pretty good. Me after reading Shadow Wave, and then with the photo of PewDiePie we've got, it's evolving just backwards. <laughs> and you know what? It really was. <laughs> so true. There was kind of a plot line. They were in Indonesia, and there was... Malaysia. Malaysia, and it was when there was the tsunami, and, and it was about, there like, was something politics, about politics. And then it was like France versus UK trying to get politics politicking polit who cares don't you know a politics degree yeah but it was boring it was fucking boring i didn't have a politics degree then my only notes like i read the entire synopsis again and i have read this book several times but i just seriously it was such a bore my notes are meatball has puppies with another dog yeah. fantastic love to that bethany is expelled we'll talk about that in part b of this episode yeah um james and kerry go to stanford and james doesn't cheat on her anymore and everyone's like wow for a whole year james doesn't cheat on her yeah and Everyone's like, oh my god. Everyone's doing shocked. The bare the barest, barest, barest minimum. Well done you. What a king. And that's like the whole book, and that's the end of the series. Yeah. What a flop. So that was a short recap. <laughs> <laughs> um so we have noticed yeah. that uh, this episode is long, 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 long. We've long also going. been noticing that in succession of the episodes we've been recording this season, they have been getting exponentially longer. Um, and it's not going to stop here. And it's not going to stop here. We really would. We really hoped it would. But being on my bed with my crochet blanket and, and my pink neon light on, we're too comfortable and we're having we're too, too much fun. And um, we accidentally, our short recap. I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of notes that we had. Wasn't was like, very much. It was like one or two sentences per book. 
How did that happen? I have no idea. <laughs> and look, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, we haven't we haven't asked Radio One about this, nor our producer Bonnie. Bonnie, we love you. Shout out to you. We yeah. will be emailing you tonight. So this is going to be the end of part one. Yep. Part two, we're going to be jumping into. We're going to do our analysis. analysis. So our favorite things, yep. things that are problematic, things that could be improved, things that we just find interesting, mm-hmm. as well as our. Reddit rabbit hole, yep. and of course, judge a book by its cover. Obviously. Couldn't miss that out. We would like to thank UBS for sponsoring this episode. Mm-hmm. We love you. We love UBS. Yeah, so go check them out on the website, www.unibooks.co.nz, or go in person, although not Although probably right not now. at the moment. And not if right you now. are going to go at level three for a click and collect, please wear your mask. Yeah, um, please wear your mask. Stay safe, everybody. We love you. Have fun. <laughs> Love you. Um, Vine out or something. See you in part two. Bye. Sorry. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.